1: Welcome to another episode of the Streaking Lawn Podcast. Uh, I am Pierce and I'm back with Zach and Paul to talk about football. Zach, hello. How are you? How are things?
2: I am good. I am good. I am back in Charlottesville. Um, got to go to one UVA football practice uh, right. as official media. And right. I was going to go tomorrow and they are no longer opening that practice up to Aww. the media. So that's bummer. Well, it's Not even for... to students? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, Yeah, I mean, I've tried to play both cards, like, at yeah, point. exactly. They kicked the media out uh after the 30 minutes of practice, and I was like, So, if I just like pull out my student ID, can I just stand here? Like, I'm here for the- tryouts,
1: <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. You're working on my punt and coach, yeah, yeah.
2: like put me in linebacker. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's good to be back in Charlottesville. Uh, the coaching right. staff was on the lawn giving out free ice cream yesterday. So, obviously, we're about to have a 12 and 0 season. Did you um, go get any? I didn't. They ran out after <laughs> half an hour and I had a
1: class. Oh. So, sounds yeah. like our coaching staff are bad planners.
2: Yeah. I don't mm, know how to plan.
1: plan not, to a great, yeah. not a great thing for the new, no, new game plan. <laughs> the Elliott regime bad at event planning. <laughs> All right. Paul, I haven't officially welcomed you. Hello. Thank you uh, for got joining it, us it. again. Of course all as well it's a
0: football week so here i am
1: football week as will be uh many weeks in our in our future this fall that I, I know we're uh, getting together a tailgating preview article and i was thinking to myself i can't really write uh the weather's turning uh because it, right. yeah. it's not <laughs> and, it's, <laughs> and it's not gonna. by the time we publish it yeah but. <laughs> maybe in november we'll uh anyway but Nonetheless football season is basically here uh you you have under uh a week countdown dear listener under 48 hour countdown is it saturday that these uh week 0 games are are kicking off nationally and uh the who's of course And internationally and oh right the of Ireland course game. oh yeah 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 but uh that, I, did you all see uh was it Roger Sherman um pointing out that uh the big block red letter n is the same signage used for new drivers in Ireland? So it's a very common thing to see on the back of car windows. Is a big red end to signify, you know, like this is your learner's permit driver or something like. Right. Be patient. So now there's people in Dublin going like, "Who are all these people?" Like really proud of Why their, is this, their why is this bus driver new? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Given
0: the uh the performance of Nebraska marking them with a these people don't know what they're doing and are likely to crash at any moment seems mm-hmm. about right.
1: Well, any anyhow, uh the the who's uh, start things off on the third at 12:30 hosting the Spiders at Richmond and this is our season preview episode. So uh, these tend to take a lot of time because shockingly we uh, sports blockers like to hear ourselves talk. So let us go ahead and jump right into a preview uh, game by game and and we'll make our predictions. And, you know, we don't have to run down um, too many players from each team or or repeat the fact that Brennan Armstrong is very good over and over, but, you know, want to give you an idea of what to expect from, these games um a lot are unknowns i mean if you've been listening obviously you know that we've been bouncing around the idea that it's going to be hard to make sense of what to expect from uva until we see some of these games because of those big unknowns on the offensive line and new coaching staff etc cetera, etc cetera. so bear with us as we wildly stab uh with v- various levels of optimism or pessimism and uh Start things off with the Richmond spiders. Uh, Paul, I'll, I'll start with you. What's a, you know, what's the headline of a, a preview for uh, uh, this matchup?
0: Please, God, don't blow it. As <laughs> as somebody who had had seasons of of my undergrad time begin with losses to William and Mary, and my time as a season ticket holder begin with a loss to Richmond at one point. Um, this is this is one of those, you know, this it's mm. it's not exactly a you know, Oh yeah. If you win, the season's in good shape. It's not that kind of barometer. It's a, if you can't even win here. Uh, so that's, I, you know, I'm sure Richmond's, a, they've been a good a decent team in, in um, their conference for, you know, off and on for, for the past couple of decades. And, and, you know, certainly plenty of familiarity with, with a bunch of folks who are, um, you know, from the Commonwealth, um but this is one of those if if you can't win this one it's going to be a long
1: 12 weeks now that being said there should be little expectation for virginia to do otherwise than win this one right of course all right well zach you are a child of virginia lacrosse and growing up in tony bennett basketball land so i know you have stars in your eyes and things are all sunshine and rainbows when it comes to uva sports experience but uh we're talking about football now, <laughs> and uh, national championship. All yeah. right, all right, yeah, there we go. <laughs> what do you think about the the spiders?
2: I think that they're not like Richmond as a team is good. Uh, their head coach basically went and raided the entire VMI offense last year. Took their offensive coordinator, best wide receiver, and uh, quarterback who transferred to Maryland. Um, that's uh, Reeseadinsky, I believe you know they they have a couple of weapons on offense they have experienced guys um i believe a def- decent offensive line and they have some ex- not that experience means everything we know that um especially defensively but they have some returners at linebacker at cornerback they're lacking on the defensive line um so you know good news is UVA has yeah they, they don't have much on the offensive line so um mm-hmm it's sort of a question mark, can you exploit their weakness? Then again, it's Richmond, it's Virginia, it's Brennan Armstrong in this wide receiving core. You'd expect that, you know, fortunately, if there's going to be a lack of pass rush, um, if there's a lack of pass rush, um, Brennan's going to be able to just yeah. carve up the other defense or the Richmond defense. And um, and then on the other, on the other side of the ball, it's really just a matter of, you know, containing because you'd expect us to be able to put up probably 40 points on richmond's defense i mean gotcha. not
1: to you know yeah. well is there a line for this game out yet? is anybody
2: uh not that i'm aware of yeah um, i had not seen one probably i don't, I don't know day. that
1: there might be one yet. Yeah, yeah exactly so uh regardless i think i speak for all of us that we're going to predict a at least end result comfortable win uh some is audio format so affirmations yes, yes. Win. All right. Confirmations. All right. Excellent. So let's move on to a a more interesting um, out of conference matchup in game two is on the road in Illinois, uh, which is a rematch from, uh, last year's, uh, remember it was at 11 a.m. kick uh, hosting the, the Illinois last, the Illini last year. Uh, Virginia beat the tar out of the visiting fighting Illini 42 to 14. But um, that Illinois team, you know, was going through its own transition and. Tended to, I would say it's fair to say they they came around by the end of their year overall. So I wouldn't expect. Again, it's a you know it's a road game this time, but also I, you shouldn't expect this to be the cakewalk. I think um, that last year's game was. So Paul, when you're looking at this Illinois matchup, um, you know where do you think things on on either side of the ball are, are lining up?
0: Anytime you're facing a Brett Bielema team, you know it's it's the physicality that that you're expecting. Um, you know, I think we talked about this a little bit on a, on a prior podcast of of the idea that you know last year was um, very one sided, but now you sort of wonder if the teams have roles a little bit reversed. You know, not just the location of the game being out in Champagne this year, but you know, a, a team that was get, just getting its feet established under under Bielema last year. Um, is now they've had a year to get into that they've had another recruiting cycle um, versus a Virginia team that yeah we returns a lot of stuff but is trying going to be trying out some new schemes some new systems has a lot of a lot of personnel turnover so um, I think this is going to be a really physical early road test um, this is going to be a good gauge for. Um, how much the offensive line at Virginia has come together or come along uh, in the offseason. And it'll be a good test for that. Yeah. You know, we've heard a lot, a lot of, of positive remarks about defensive line depth and, and the number of guys that they can play. That's going to be, I think, a really important thing for for the who's to be able to, to pull out a win on, on the road in Illinois.
1: And so, Zach, when you look at Illinois' growth, or or you know what to expect with the ch- the changes that the Who's have gone through, um, you know how confident are you in a road win? You know,
2: I think this this game sort of fits in the category closer to what you know Paul mentioned. The Richmond game wasn't was you know if you win that game, it's at least a little bit of a barometer of we're going in the right direction. Losing that game, it's not as it's not losing to Richmond, but it's it it, it complicates things because then you're looking down the schedule and you're saying okay, these other road games could be an issue for us. I think um, you know today, I believe it was um, Illinois announced that that the Syracuse transfer uh, Tommy DeVito is, is their starter starting quarterback rather mm. than um, returner uh, Art Sikowski. Um, I'm not sure what to make of that. I think the last time um, DeVito played like significant snaps uh, as a starter was 2019 um so obviously he has experience um but it, it's what paul said illinois is physical they they're they're going to rely on their running back uh, in chase brown i think maybe it was 13 big 10 last year um they're going to try and run the ball down uva's throats it'll be a good test sort of at you know paul, paul said it best with, with the defensive line has uva improved its run defense and then on the other side of the ball it's a matter of yeah. Can the offensive line hold up? I, I, I'm basically just repeating Paul here, but yeah, no I worries. think I think there's there's a good chance of winning this game. I think that um, UVA has more um, like, you know, sort of overwhelming positives on, on this team. And, and, and we know that I don't need to rehash that. Um, I'm expecting a win. You know, I think it'll definitely obviously be closer than last year. I was thinking last year's game was probably i blank on. But w- was it closer early on and then it got stretched out?
1: uh sure yeah i mean I, yeah. i'm not looking at the game recap but i mean it was a blowout <laughs> i mean yeah i
2: think i think everyone's expecting this to be closer and if they lose this that's probably a bit of a problem um but i i think they should should handle business obviously uv's had tr- trouble on the road but hopefully tony you can turn that around
1: all right so i mean we've got you on the record it, you know, calling a win here paul are you lining up the same way
0: I'm going to put this one down as, as a a close loss early in the year uh, Hmm. with, with the optimistic view that a close loss early in the year could be a, a good lesson for that helps them down the road.
1: Interesting. Interesting. Um, hmm, I'm going L I'm going L it's a, it's there too many question marks and like everything you said. Uh, I'm just pessimist about football, I guess, but, uh, uh, you know, road opener, Big Ten team, uh, with a year under their belt with that staff. Zach, you have something
2: to add. I think it makes sense. Like if they're gonna lose an early game, it's gonna be this one, um, because the first, uh, you know, it's a backloaded schedule. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I think it's reasonable that they could lose this, but.
1: We'll see. We'll see. Well, sorry, everyone, to, to al- already jump into being uh, downers uh, about this, but uh, let's let's go back to uh, a home state, uh, Commonwealth hosting uh, ODU uh, in in Charlottesville, visiting two o'clock, uh, September seventeenth. Uh, Old Dominion, no stranger to pulling off upsets over uh, its Power Five uh, Commonwealth brethren, but. Uh, any reason, Paul, to think that um, this is the ODU team capable of uh, pulling off one of those upsets this season?
0: I, th- I mean, there's certainly plenty of reason to. I mean, this is, mm-hmm. you know, Ricky Ronnie did a good, really good job, uh, you know, former offensive coordinator at Penn State, yeah, you know, M- was hired before the 2020 season, but uh, they didn't end up having a season because of, of the pandemic that year. And in last year, what was essentially his first season, um, they managed to make a bowl game, um, you know, finished, finished six and seven with a loss in the bowl game. Um, so, you you know, you look at their roster, they've got, they've filled out a lot of guys from JUCO or transfers from, you know, from power five schools or, you know, you look at Tennessee, Minnesota, there are schools like that kind of all over the ODU roster um, as well as players from very recognizable Virginia schools. You know, they've built the profile that you'd expect of a decent to good G5 team uh of recruiting well in state you 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 Mm -hmm. just look at look at the roster and see high schools like lake taylor and phoebus and and some of the you know deep run and um schools from up in northern virginia as well um so i i yeah there's there's reason to be worried but again this is a game that virginia should be able to handle um you know it's an opponent that's going to come in juiced um they're going to be looking to you know build off that legacy of of you know them beating tech a few years ago um so I, I, think it, I think it will be tough, uh, but I think, you know, Virginia, I think will will end up hold, pulling out a win in the end um, and sort of defending the the home soil
1: again. All right. Uh, Zach, are you, are you calling a, another dub?
2: Yeah, no, I, I think so. I mean, ODU, yeah. they, similar to Illinois a little bit last year in a lot of ways, they came on late. Like, they started year one and six um, and then won five straight games before the for the bowl game that Paul mentioned. And, and, you know, their their quarterback, um, Hayden Wolf, who was a freshman last year, he, his sort of rise as a passer was what really triggered that. Um, And, you know, they have a successful um, running back coming back in, in Blake Watson over a thousand years or a thousand yards last year, excuse me with eight touchdowns. So they have some guys, Um, but I'm with Paul, you know, it's home, it's UVA, especially if they are coming (laughs) off.
1: Okay, no, just that's, like that, was like, it's, it's that was a basketball. That was <laughs> it's,
2: it's UVA ODU is what I meant. <laughs> right,
1: right, right. Um,
2: It's it's little brother stuff. Especially if they're coming off an, uh, an Illinois loss, you'd yeah. think that they could. Um, that's very true. Together, yeah. I had I had four hours of classes today, Pierce. You know, it, it, it's it's not. Listen, man, I've been. Yeah, it's own, there's a lot of, just a lot of stuff on the brain. Like
1: yeah. you're you're in the thick of it. You you know UVA is the best. And that's just exactly like, that's it's like it. what Tony Elliott
2: said. I'm already planning to to you yeah. know to, to make the trip for the national Hang championship the this year. Yeah, we're we're raising money for the street and the lawn flight. Like we're <laughs> we're doing this. All
1: right. Well, I do think you make a good point that if they were to lose at Illinois, yeah. But I think even regardless, I think regardless of what happens at Illinois, this is not anyone and obviously the coaching staff. But I don't think anyone's looking at ODU as a as a cakewalk. Um, uh and and so i think the team will will show up for um but if they were to lose at illinois then you know they're they're gonna you know light a fire on their ass and i'd like to change my prediction i think they're gonna beat illinois so my podcast my rules i get to change my prediction um so i have them at three and oh also beating odu so does zach and paul at two and one going into game number four, uh, which is the 23rd Syracuse on the road night game in the dome, the dome previously named Carrier Dome against some former UVA coaching staff. So some some juicy writing headlines or some juicy leads coming out of this one. But Syracuse, you know, we've seen the uh, coach on the hot seat replacing his entire offensive staff game before has it ever worked? someone out there find me an example of a cleaning house on one side of the ball in a sinking ship being then successful? I don't know. That's your homework assignment, uh, listeners. And uh, Paul, I'm not going to put you on the spot with that question. My question is...
0: 2019 more... LSU?
1: Yeah, you know, you would think, like, Alabama tends to yeah, cycle through OCs. Load. Exactly. Yeah, that yeah. doesn't count. So... Like Anyways. yeah, like they falter. So they're they and I guess the LSU has had some. Yeah, uh, interesting, interesting. I'll look into it. So tell me about the orange.
0: Uh yeah, uh this is you know pegged is it's the revenge game, um of of however Doctor Bob and and Jason Beck uh, felt about their their leaving Charlottesville. Um. Yeah, it's, it's the beginning or, or, or sort of the front end of a stretch of four straight home games that that Syracuse has uh, admittedly against teams more like Wagner uh, than against Virginia. Um, so this is I, very similar to how Virginia is going to have a lot of question marks of what are they, we know they have tools, but what are they going to do with them? Um, it's almost the a little bit of the flip question, I think, for Syracuse. if We know they're going to have this scheme what are the tools they have for pulling it off? Um, Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I can see it being going either way of, of those former UVA coaches knowing how to exploit UVA defensive weaknesses they saw every day for a few years. Um, But I'm going to buy into the narrative that an improved Virginia defense uh, is able to surprise Dr. Bob. And we finally are on um, the, the good end of robert and I's game management and play calling oh, that's a good question um, i wonder how many he's football players they have for someone else instead of players mm. now
1: so i will put this one down as a win i think he owes us a uh backwards pass to offensive tackle
0: i'm saying that's i i couldn't agree more
1: <laughs> all right so so uh paul definitively calling a win uh zach what are your thoughts
2: yeah i mean i'm looking at saying that we're 3-0 and and starting to get nervous that I'm being too optimistic. I, I still think we, we win this game. Um, Syracuse is probably going to challenge the offensive line um, significantly. I mean, the, the defensive coordinator Tony White likes to throw weird blitz packages at you. Um, and with this new young offensive line, are they gonna be able to communicate? Are they gonna have your experienced offensive line? Are they gonna be able to communicate and have sort of the um familiarity with each other to sort of sustain that? I mean, we've seen in camp, I even Elliot said, I think we talked about it on a podcast once that Tony Elliott said early on in camp that they haven't had the same five guys two straight days. He said that the other day. So, like <laughs> they they still haven't gotten yeah. sort of guys consistently, and you said that right now, I mean, Jonathan Leach is probably the star writing or the starting right tackle we got um, is that wait, wait, he, he'll be fine. Probably become Richmond. He just has a small wrap on his hand. I saw him walking around grounds with it, um, but it came
0: breaking that, inside scoop.
2: Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, You've no idea the number of athletes who I like write down like, Oh, someone's wearing a boot. Oh, um, creepy. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> sort of like, I'm like following them. I'm like, Ooh, I have class in five minutes, but wait a second. Let's see if there's a limp there. Oh, um, and, but anyway, and, and, and uh, Syracuse has some, some cornerbacks. Um, Garrett Williams and, and Deuce Chestnut are, are two names there. Um, obviously, UVA's wide receivers are their wide receivers, but I think the offense could be tested a little bit. Um, on the other side of the ball, yeah, I, I, I agree with Paul. Hopefully that the new and improved UVA defense can can handle Dr. Bob and, and perhaps has some idea of you know the trickery that is coming their way. I think this is a win. I'm getting nervous starting 4-0. Um, but that's the thing with this schedule is that there, there are some some wins early on. Um it's not fun going up to New York and Syracuse to play, but I think they should get the job done.
1: All right, I predict a loss because uh they're gonna not win. All right, so that puts me at three and one and uh correct me if I'm wrong, Paul at three and one and Zach at four, no? I believe yeah, so. After yes. after the ACC correct. uh opener. So I guess, yeah, 0-1 to start ACC play, but the good news is coming to town, or no, going on the road, but uh, playing next, the Duke Blue Devils, who still technically have a football team for now. (laughs) I think think the crushing doom of conference realignment might have Duke fans going like, you know what? shuttering football might not be a bad idea uh but for now paul uh what what do you see from this blue devil squad
0: so according to bill Connolly's SP plus preseason rankings which take into account you know recruiting over the last several years returning production a lot of different sort of factors um duke is down in the the low hundreds uh 119th out of 131 fbs teams this year just, just sort of numerically speaking, uh, they're worse than ODU. Mm-hmm. So even, even granting Duke the uh, home field advantage, which again, kind of a stretch, given that they play in a high school field hockey stadium um, that's still only half full. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, if this one's this, this is one of those if it's anything other than a win. The back half of the season, which we're about to talk about, is going to be yeah. painful. Yeah. Uh, so this this one's, one's got to be a win, or there's going to be a lot of, lot of discomfort.
1: All righty, Mr. Zach. This is the,
2: I, it, I, at this point in the season, UVA should be on track. This shouldn't be – it's still an ACC game, so it shouldn't be one of those that, that sneaks up on you um and Duke just doesn't have much they they just don't and I, I don't know UVA is a better team um if they can't win on the road in this game then I don't know what that says about their you know success at, in Blacksburg um so uh, yeah I, I think this is a win and I hate that I'm now 5-0 and I feel like I'm very naive with that but um I'll, I'll throw some losses in
1: Oh sweet summer child. No, uh, so you're five and oh, i'm I'm going win for all the reasons you talked about this this is a win, and if it's not, then we can shutter our football program. um not that I'm saying to do that. don't worry. okay, uh four and one for me and one and one in the ACC, four and one for Paul and five and oh for Zachary. um, and up next, homecomings presented by UBA Health, hosting the Louisville Cardinals. Charlottesville, Virginia, are bitter rivals from the Atlantic Division. The Louisville Cardinals—they're still divisions this year, right? Am I wrong? <laughs> but they, they still count as oh, Atlantic Division yes. rivals. Yeah. All right. Um, coming to town. Um. You know, UVA and Louisville have had a very entertaining football rivalry. Maybe not quite as entertaining as the basketball rivalry as UVA fans would say. But uh, if you remember last year, Louisville game was one of the close wins for Virginia that came down to um, essentially came to yeah miss kick uh, from the opposing team. So uh, Virginia gets Louisville at home this year and you know uh, for for Zach a chance to go 3 and 0 in the ACC start 3 and 0 for uh Paul and I uh 2 and 1 in the ACC I mean a, a, a winnable game against a decent team no Paul what do you think
0: winnable sure yeah you know, last year showed us that um and Louisville is one of those eh, i don't know teams i feel like almost every season um that you know Scott Satterfield's had a great record, a great a great past. It hasn't quite translated uh, in in Louisville the way that I'm sure a lot of their fans hope when he, he came in from um, Appalachian State. I think
1: mm-hmm. is
0: what he came from, right? Appalachian State, yeah. Um, and so, I, yeah, I it's it, this is one of those, yeah, probably it's winnable. Um, it's a home game that's got the going for the Hoos, but. <laughs> Uh, unlike Zach I've been around this long enough to not be comfortable with three and0 in conference and five and one overall going into a the, the midseason bye. uh so I'm gonna go ahead and put this one down as a loss just oh, uh, just because vibes
1: but you already picked the the cues loss right or no that oh. was the illinois loss oh, okay i got you all right all right uh, t- two and one two and one all right um yeah, I will say Zach if I to to preempt uh the vegas likes uva more um uh, uh, across the season predictions like odds, odds yeah. to, and you know i think some of that has to do with the strength of the atlantic but even like over under win total odds to when the acc etc favor the who's so um while we don't have game line there i mean that's a little bit of of a comfort um but zach what do you see when you look at uh Louisville? you know i I think this is the one
2: that they lose in the first half, but before the buy, um, you know, Malik Cunningham obviously has plenty of experience and they have guys back on offensively. They have four returners on the offensive line. They're going to be able to run the ball well. Um, and so I, I think that they're going to be able to put points up on the board. And we saw last year that they contained UVA until really that late third quarter, fourth quarter uh-huh. stretch. Um and, and I, I, you know, just for the sake of they're going to lose one of the first six games, you know, I, I think that this is a game that, that UVA will lose. There's um, Louisville did well to brand a couple transfers um, with two running backs and, and, and swing their defense a little bit as well um, via the portal. So, yeah, I, I think this is a close one. I think, you know, it. it Ends with the field goal, and maybe this year, you know, it doesn't. Louisville doesn't miss that.
1: (laughs) I I do think it it looks like a game that you know comes down to who's going to make the stops when they need to, and you got to give it to Louisville's defense uh, if you're comparing the two. Maybe we'll be pleasantly surprised by the new coaching staff, and then uh, and and uh, particularly the defensive side of the ball there. So. I think this is one we could feel more optimistic about after seeing both of these teams play a few games very, very easily. We could change our minds, but I'm going to go ahead and predict a loss um, for all the reasons that were stated. So uh, the next game on our schedule is a road game, ACC night game against Georgia tech. Uh, So the rambling wreck down in Atlanta, Paul, uh, what are you seeing?
0: I will trust Jeff Collins when I am given a reason to, mm-hmm, uh, and mm-hmm. I, I don't yet. Um, I, I've seen more than one uh, preview article talking about Georgia Tech referring to um, the transfer hail Mary, um, that the number of bodies that they brought in through the transfer portal, um, you know, losing a running back like Jameer Gibbs to Alabama. Um, there was a ton of talent on this team last year, and it's still underwhelmed. Um, so whether, in implementing a new scheme, uh, a new offensive scheme with Chip Long, whether they can replace any of that backfield production that Jameer Gibbs brought them. Um, I think there's too many questions here. Um, you know, you get the combination of UVA coming off of a bye week while tech's got the short week. Um, I think that there's enough, um, enough question marks about Georgia tech this year that I, I think, I think Jeff Collins could be sitting on a very, very warm stool um, by the time it, it mm-hmm. gets to this point in the season. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to, I'm going to pick UVA in this one, just because there's so much uncertainty as to who's even going to be playing for Georgia tech, much less how well they're going to play.
1: All right. So, I mean, that's seven games and you're five and two, right? Yeah. Yeah. We're, we'll right. take
0: a turn. We'll take a turn here in a minute. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. Uh mr carey
2: yeah i i echo most of what paul said i think georgia tech is just too much of a question mark um even on the road i i think this is a win i think they bounce back after losing to louisville they get that by a week they get some time um and, and they'll take this win which they're gonna need as paul alluded to they're gonna need this win going into the back half um of the schedule so i think i have them at six and one nice
1: yeah yeah it and is, um yeah something yeah, I mean, Paul, I think like the bye week is just the cherry on top, right? To feel optimistic about this. So that's a good point. And uh, especially with this being a new coaching staff for the Who's, having that bye week to sort of address whatever, um, you know, immediate changes they might see in how they're doing whatever it is that they're doing. Plus, like you said, the wheels falling off <laughs> in Atlanta uh, set up well for the Who's to pick up a road win. So. Uh, Unless I'm wrong at at counting, I think I'm also at five and two because I changed my Illinois Prediction as is my right. uh real, real quick note
0: before we move on. Uh-huh. Uh, I at least misspoke Georgia Tech also has a bye week the week before. So, oh, to, gotcha. the extent, to the extent the bye week was the tiebreaker in any of this, which it was not, uh, <laughs> that is something that both teams will have going for them. Uh, but I
1: don't think it will. Well, be I bad. like the impact that it can have on the whip for the who's in particular, regardless. I mean, obviously, <laughs> sure. it's it's good no matter who you are, but um, uh, so that is a Thursday night game also against Georgia Tech. So, coming back next week, but as a Saturday night game, so you get a little bit more rest, um, is hosting the Miami hurricanes in Charlottesville. And, uh, the yet again, that was one of those last second, uh, victories, uh, for the who's when they won in Miami last season, uh, on another missed kick, I believe, um, Virginia, Miami, usually a very entertaining game, uh, whether it's blowouts, uh, for the whos or 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 barn burners with no defense or you know sloppy muddy games uh, that I remember as well um it's a home game it's a conference game I mean this is sort of that one you you've got a, a dark horse Heisman talk and a new coaching staff that everyone in Miami is saying, you know, is reason to believe they're going to be immediately better for, for, you know, fair enough. I mean, a coaching staff that brings in a real resume. So there's good reason to believe in crystal balls um, ability to, to do well in Miami, but like it's, it's still Miami football. Who's never quite looked like anything to be afraid of um for as long as they've been in our conference pretty much. So Paul, I mean, this opportunity for Virginia to make a statement that, You know our new coaching staff is here to to challenge in the coastal for the remainder of the coastal existing. Uh, What do you see when you look at the Canes coming to town?
0: This is this is for me the almost the the complete opposite of Georgia Tech and and Mm -hmm. well specifically of of the coaches that um, I will trust Mario Cristobal until I have a reason not to. Right. Uh, That the identity that he installed of a physical and still fast. Um on both sides of the ball at Oregon. Um, you know, that's that is I, I think he he's got all of the profile of somebody who has built programs or, or rebuilt programs at each sort of stop along his way. Um, and was the obvious home run hire for Miami. Now, right. do obvious home run hires always work out? No. Ask Scott Frost, ask Nebraska fans. Um mm-hmm. but uh there is there is a lot to believe in around Mario Cristobal. And, and I think the, the, yeah, you know, there Miami's issue hasn't been talent. It, it right. hasn't been not having talent. It's been not getting production out of their talent. Uh, and I think Cristobal is going to write that ship and I think do it pretty quickly. Uh, so I, I just, yeah, this is um, the first and a very crucial four game home stretch. Uh, but I think it's one that goes down as a loss.
1: All right, Zach. Yeah,
2: I I also think that, that this will be a loss. Um, Van Dyke with, with a, a returning offensive line and, and a couple of good backs. Obviously, they, they lost a couple of wide receivers, so, so that's a bit more of a question mark. what are they going to do through the air? Who who is Van Dyke going to throw the ball to? Um, and then you know it, the defensive line or the front front seven, I guess, is is not a a sure thing. Um, for Miami, but I just think that they have enough going for them. Um, as Paul said, with, with, with Chris Paul being able to right the ship. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I just I think that Miami overall is, is a more complete team than Virginia is and, and has more strength where it's critical, critical to have strength.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I think like, uh, you know, not to echo you guys exactly, but to exactly echo you guys um, they're you know, that coach accessibility to make that defense good enough to, to handle what Virginia's going to throw at them. Whereas I have no faith in Virginia to handle Miami's offense until I'm proven otherwise by the unknowns that are ahead of us. So as far as uh, August predictions go going to go with a loss as well. Uh, which I believe has them at five and three for me and for Paul six and two for Zach. Yeah. six. And two. All right. All right. Zach, I didn't even celebrate that. You have them bowl eligible uh, s- seven weeks in. And they're going to uh, have to be. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, next up, speaking of losses, North Carolina, uh, come come and, coming to town the, the south's oldest rivalry um and a streak that unfortunately has come to an end as far as beating uh unc in charlottesville um you know it would be nice to beat them so that we could maybe start um winning some recruits against them i don't know paul what do you see uh
0: so this is uh my my feelings on this game were solidified by being reminded that Steve Spurrier once referred to Mac Brown as Mr. February, uh, as in the, the King of signing day, back when there was right. only, only the February signing period. And we're starting to see a little bit more of that at Carolina. They've had very dominant recruiting classes, you know, sort of punching above their weight. Um, but that hasn't translated onto the field yet. Um, and I I don't know. I've I've I think there are enough question marks about Carolina that this this I think is one of those games that everything on paper. Virginia should lose this game, but this is one of those games that this is the yeah, you know, to the extent like the Louisville game was a toss up and I, I put it against the who's I think this one's similarly toss up um, E and I'll put it to the who's um, you know, the fact that they're replacing they brought in Gene Chizik. Uh, to try and and fix the defense. Not a big fan of that move. Uh, We've seen before when Mac Brown starts to bring in his old friends to fix his same problems, things have not gone well. Um, So my hope is that uh, a little bit of Mr. February magic uh, helps the Hoos get a win to kick off November. Uh, And for me, that would put them into the bowl eligible column.
1: Love it. Zach?
2: Yeah, you know, I I sort of looked at the when I was – for this podcast, I looked at sort of the back half of the schedule, and I and I think that I also think North Carolina is a winnable game. They underperformed last season, um, even when you know Luke May was there, and I, I don't think that um, Drake May is 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 the same obviously caliber there. Um, and and I you know I, home game coming off of, of a loss to Miami, I, I think the Hoosier, are able to pull this one out. Um, and obviously the the last stretch, the last three games are going to be. Um, tough as well but i don't think that they're gonna squander you know four home games so i, I think that they'll be able to handle youc
1: man you guys so i thought you know i was expecting a little uh, pessimism um and, you know so the, the, the trends you know to, surrounding the the auras of these programs um and i was gonna go with a win and uh and, you know sort of feel like i was being savvy but Now I'm just following you, but I, yeah, I, Carolina is also a betting, um, or the who's are uh, right now, Vegas favorites to uh, better odds to win the coastal than UNC. Um, And I'm gonna go with that. Like (laughs) it's a home game. It's a toss up and we owe them one and they don't have somehow or many of the, they still got the one, but uh, many of those great receivers. So I'll, I'll believe in that coaching staff when, I see it. So yeah, I'm going bowl eligible. Yeah, we're riding high. We're we're doing the same thing we did last year. That's what I'm predicting. We go bowl eligible, and then we get to November. Um, or it's already November in this. But anyway, Pitt comes to town next November twelfth. The Panthers. You probably remember last year's game as the shootout. That both teams scored a lot of points. One team scored as many points as it wanted. <laughs> and uh the who's lost a tough one uh on the road so coming back to uh Charlottesville for uh the pit panthers with a new quarterback you know you gotta you gotta replace uh kenny pickett maybe that's a chance for the experienced brent armstrong to get some revenge paul how do you see it play now
0: yeah there's just there has been so much outflux from, from Pitt uh, that you've got, you've got Kenny Pickett gone. You've got Jordan Addison gone. Uh, you know, you can call it almost like a, a, a trade that Keaton Slovis came in from USC and just got named their, their starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the, the, over potentially overlooked loss here is Mark Webble, the offensive coordinator leaving as well. Mm, um mm-hmm. so this is there's been talk of, of Pat Narduzzi wanting to get more involved with the offense, uh bringing in an offensive coordinator from from Boston College. So I I think their offense is going to take a big, big, massive step back this year. Mm. Um so I unfortunately I have this down as the last bright bright spot in the season foreshadowing. Um but uh, I do have this one down as a win for the Who's to get them to seven and three
1: and five and two in the conference all right uh, Zach
2: yeah I, I I'm gonna differ with Paul here I, I think that this is a loss I think Slovis still gives them enough offensively obviously they're gonna take a step back from 2021 they're not gonna have that same season but I think that there's enough defensively um that's gonna make this a game and, and I think that Pitt I, I think Slovis will have a resurgent in 2022 season, perhaps, in, in a new system. Obviously, Addison being gone, lost a couple other pieces. But defensively, I mean, they have six all-ACC guys coming back. Um, nice. I think that that's going to be a, a yeah. solid unit that's going to give UVA trouble. And, it, it you know, I, I, I have faith that UVA's defense will be improved uh, with the, uh, on the defensive line and, and probably in the linebacker's room as well. Um, but n- not enough that it's going to be uh, a- able to handle. You know, well, they'll be able to handle Pitt, but but I think that Pitt will handle UVA's offense better. Um, so I think I think Pitt will win this probably by by a field goal, maybe a little more.
1: Yeah, I think they'll win by double digits, um, and it's because of the strength of their defense. Um, but yeah, um, you know, it's it, I I could see Brennan getting his revenge, and I could see. Pit stalling like you were alluding to, Paul. Um, I don't have a lot of faith in a resurgent UVA defense, but hopefully, I'm wrong. So I'll go with a loss. Um, and I guess that keeps me at uh six wins while you guys are at seven wins. And we've got the coastal Carolina Chanticleers, uh, the 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 mid major darlings of last year's football season, one of one of the mid major darlings. Um, their coach still have a mullet that's pretty cool right yeah like paul give me give me some preview tidbits about i I feel like you're gonna pick a loss and i feel like everyone's gonna pick a loss and i'm not totally sure that that's a good pick (laughs) so so convince me
0: look i'm gonna this is in in the Yeah, probably when we get to the end of things, like even if I'm right on the overall record, this is probably one of the ones that I get flipped with some that I've picked as a win somewhere else, but (laughs) there's part of me there's, why is this on the schedule? This is, this is, this is one of those vestiges of the just idiotic scheduling decisions that plagued this program for so long. There Hmm. was in the last five years, there was never an off season where like, you know, who would be a good, easy win to put on the schedule coastal Carolina, um, and so no, it is coastal is not the same Chanticleers that we saw in that sort of late season undefeated match with, with BYU. That was sort of, can one of these teams, you know, sneak into the playoff as a, mm-hmm. an outsider. Um, but they, they're always going to do something inventive. They, yeah, the, the, the offense that the Jamie Chadwell and Lee Korn have sort of adapted there. They've, they know how to play as an underdog. I know we talked about this, but sort of one of my concerns about Elliot is, is the, can you play can you think and act and make decisions the way that an underdog needs to coming from a place like Clemson um you know Coastal is a team that's made its bread and butter that way so um I I don't know if you want to call it a trap game I don't know if you want to call it you know whatever uh but I just there's something about this one that jumps off the page uh mostly because my cousin went to Coastal so losing this game will be very very painful for me personally which is why I assume it's going to happen
1: (laughs) all right Zach
2: yeah, you know, when I was originally doing this, I I, I was thinking Coastal loss, but I, they don't bring a lot back. And what they what they do bring back is elite, um, but I, I don't think that they have the complete team. Um, and it's weird that I'm saying that, that UVA might have a more complete team. Um, but I, I think at home, they'll take this. I, I think they're going to win this. I mean, Coastal has... Um, Josiah Stewart, I believe is the name Uh, in, in, like fifth and sacks or something last year uh, as a true freshman. Um, You know, they, they're going to be able to, to bring some pass rush with him, but I think they only had, they they lost eight or nine starters on their defense. Right. They only have two offensive linemen coming back um, like almost their entire receiving core is gone. I think they have like one uh, transfer wide receiver, but there's just not a lot there. Um, And you know, it, it it's gonna to be tough. Like Grace McCall's back quarterback, um, so that'll give them some some stability. Um, but I I think UVA wins this, and eight wins is a lot. But um, I, I think UVA's schedule can can fit that, and, and I think that they'll, you know, I, this would I think put me having them go two and two in these in this in this home stretch would I think would be just about right. Um, you can flip the games, but. I think that the UVL take this.
1: Yeah, I feel like it, it, it almost in the the same reasoning that I feel um, like a loss against Pitt is the reason I think they'll win against Kosol. And it's not to be like, it's too trendy of a upset for coastal or it's not even an upset for coastal. Like they were all over ESPN last year. It just is exactly what you said that the, the, the roster depth is going to favor Virginia, um, I think Brennan and the receivers are gonna to get to do whatever they want. Um, hopefully. And that should be enough. They even if Coastal's able to pull off you know, put the hell they could score four touchdowns, you know, five touchdowns if Virginia could still win. Um, so hopefully it's not uh, giving up five touchdowns to Coastal Carolina and still win. But regardless, if they can get a W, everyone I think will be saying, Okay, you showed me that you're not going to get tripped up as like the mediocre power five school that hosts the up and coming, you know, awesome, um, mid major. So I'll, I'll go win. um, that gets, uh, gets me to seven. Right. Right. Now you guys
2: are at seven. I'm at eight.
1: All right. Road game Blacksburg, maybe some Duke's Mayo bowl on the line. I don't know. Probably not the coastal on the line this year for either of these teams. If you consult uh, Vegas, you know, they like the Who's season long much more than they like the Hokies. Uh, obviously, both teams we know have new coaching staffs, um, plenty of roster turnover. Uh, you know, their quarterback situation is nothing uh, to feel good about compared to the Who's quarterback situation. But. <laughs> 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 I mean, we all know what i'm gonna say right so paul you can you could go ahead and cover uh what your thoughts on uh on this this year's iteration of the commonwealth cup i'll believe it when i see it your
0: yep. last uva win in blacksburg was 1998 your yep. last uva win in blacksburg was 1998 it was the Ahmad Hawkins game.
1: Was Zach uh, alive in 1998? I I truly don't know. I don't know if he was. Please say yes.
2: (laughs) That's five years before I graced (laughs) the planet.
0: Oh, come on. That
2: was 24 years ago. Oh.
1: I really, I obviously, I should have known you weren't because I know what year it is, and I, yeah, oh my god, it's still stunning. Okay, Pierce and I, I both he- just
0: had like sudden onset arthritis. We're still not <laughs> here to t-
1: to talk about how old I am or uh, how old you're not. Um, any any more to add, Paul? I'm sorry we sort of cut you off there. Uh,
0: with this the, the program has exercised the tech demon. They haven't exercised the tech in Blacksburg demon. And I'll believe it when I see it. And I I don't have – there's too many question marks about this team, even with the question marks around Virginia Tech. Um, you know, it, it is not at all difficult for me to see our questions all being answered one way and their questions all being answered the other. And, um, you know, this is yet another end-of-season, Thanksgiving weekend disappointment.
1: All right, Zach, what say you? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I
2: Tech is weak in a lot of areas. They don't – they're not good in the trenches on either side of the ball. Um, and, you know, not that UVA is particularly strong, um, as known quantities in either of those areas, but you know, there's reason, yeah, I don't know UVA has a chance, but I, I'm kind of with Paul, uh, this is where my UVA sports pessimism sort of goes. All of it, um, mm-hmm. is, is, UVA Virginia Tech. I don't think we've exercised the demon. I know we got the win, but like, for me, like 2019, it was just like a dream year in every sense of like. Like I still have March doubts about UVA basketball. I still have doubts about, you know, (laughs) UVA actually being able to beat tech or Virginia tech again. And yeah, I don't think, and also to put them at nine and three with this roster, I think it's ridiculous. So yeah, I'll go. (laughs) Well,
1: I mean, if they get to nine and three, they've had a lot of help from a pretty favorable schedule. I think we can all agree to that. And if they do get to nine and three, regardless of if this game is involved in those wins or not, it shows you a lot about this coaching staff. Um, You know, obviously it would involve Brennan having another great year and there's no reason to not anticipate that Brennan Brennan is a great player. Well, you know, one of the best quarterbacks um, regardless of system that we've seen in the Virginia football program. So there's reasons to be optimistic, and we've covered at great length the the reasons to 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 pause on that because of the things that we don't know. That all being said, it brings me to talking about this Virginia tech team it's It's a weird thing to discuss as UVA fans, and I feel like. Anyone objectively looking at this Virginia Tech team and the questions that they have is real down on them. And I don't mean particularly to this UVA game. I mean, as a season, as a depth chart, uh, as a, you know, what's what's this coach pride coming in with that is going to suggest that this is going to be successful hire. There's a lot of negativity out there is my point about Virginia tech and that can pile up on a new coaching staff. We're talking the last game of the season in a season that might go very poorly in Blacksburg that already the vibes are, have ended badly with the previous coaching staff, which is sort of different than the, the turnover here. At UVA. Yeah. Yeah. We had bad vibes because of the ridiculous nature of that t- tech loss last year, but no one was like not many people were as out on the Hall era as they were. Of course, the Virginia tech fandom was entirely out on whatever his name was. Um,
0: <laughs> Easy is I think what the message boards referred to him
1: as, but, but Virginia tech came in with that complete wheels off program with a, a piecemeal coaching staff, and we talked about going into that game. It was worst case scenario that they had already let what's his face go, and we're letting this oh, yeah. former we player called. coach it. Yeah, we we ten out of ten nailed that get that game preview and called exactly. Besides the absurdity in the way that Virginia blew it, but nonetheless, it was a loss with, that shouldn't have been a loss. So all those negative things that might occur in Blacksburg no no matter what happens with Coach Price first year and whoever it is that's playing quarterback for them these days or will be it might even not be the same guy I think you know that we see kick off the season for the Hokies is starting at quarterback when when they come to town or when we go there anyway I'm rambling to say that yeah I'm expecting a loss but what a massive opportunity for coach Elliott to take advantage of a down year, potentially down year in Blacksburg and an amazing quarterback talent here in Charlottesville. And to go in and can you imagine no matter what happens to the rest of these games to go in and start with a, a win over the Hokies and that other new coaching staff, man, that's an opportunity. Every year is a freaking opportunity, though, if you can actually beat them, right? Like we've been echoing that over and over and over. I predict loss.
0: Believe it Believe <laughs> it when I see it.
1: But sorry to end on a, a, a down note, but I think everybody listening probably understands, uh, you know, why we feel this way. And that it doesn't mean that we won't be wrong. And it doesn't mean that we won't feel otherwise after a few games. So I'm going to continue to echo that through the end here is that um, I think we'll we'll know a lot more about how we feel about this team and this coaching staff after watching say that Illinois game. Um, so it's right around the corner friends. So uh, thanks. Thanks for listening. Thanks. Thanks to you two for uh, sticking with me through this hour long season preview. Uh, and we'll be back next week uh, as we gear up for uh, kickoff in that uh Labor Day weekend game against the spiders so until then for everybody at streaking I am Pierce stay tuned to the blog for more stuff coming through around the corner been been real nice check out around the corner if you haven't if you haven't checked on the blog and you just get this in your iPhone feed or whatever uh iTunes feed go ahead and uh, make sure you're te- checking out the new uh return of around the corner and uh, we'll see you next week go whos